I named this file poop. God fucking damn it, Chris. <laughs> Season 4, episode 8, roll the theme music. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans Extras, an Attack on Titan after show podcast. My name is Sullivan Harris. I'm the big schnoz titan. I have not read the manga, so this is all brand spanking new to me, and I am drinking some black ass coffee today. I feel like you drink coffee more than tea nowadays. It's because I'm chronically tired. I'm Ben. I'm the beer tits and ass titan. I'm the manga reader. I have future vision. I was going to come up with a joke, but <laughs> I didn't come up with anything. No, that's a good joke. Whose memories are these? <laughs> exactly. I uh, drinking breakfast in Paris today. Mm, I forgot you moved to Paris. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Rowe. I'm also drinking coffee, but I am also eating oatmeal. Hell yeah. It's always great to eat on mic. <laughs> I am a manga reader. I'm proud of you for not saying mangoes. I'm the mango titan. So episode eight, Assassin's Bullet. I think it's safe to say that this episode was a, a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, what's really interesting about this episode, they've been moving at a two chapter per episode pace. And then this episode is actually just one chapter. Because we didn't get as far as I thought we'd get. No, me either. This shot stopped a lot shorter than I thought it would. There's a definite shift in the pacing. Like, it's really been nonstop this entire season. And, like, for a good reason, this episode, like, kind of grinded to a halt to let us stew and shit for a second <laughs> yeah like i'm glad they're able to change their pacing due to like whatever story needs that they need to dedicate time to yeah i know and that's what makes me feel so confident that 16 episodes is a big fib like you said it's confidence right like they aren't feeling like they have to hold everyone's attention every second with non-stop action like there has been these nice pacing shifts this is probably the biggest one it, it just feels like very creatively free this season yeah and i'm digging it yeah it feels like they're able to like tackle things in the pace that they need to do it in mm -hmm. and they're thinking about how to break it up best and it's almost like when you're writing a script and how like action can take up two lines but it could take up 15 minutes in the movie or like vice versa you could write the action out in super detail it could take up three pages and then be like a minute in the movie you know yeah exactly like it seems like they're doing the same thing here where it's like all right these two chapters were all action we can animate that in a half hour but this is a lot of dialogue a lot of emotional weight and we need to set aside an entire half hour for this chapter more often than not they can move through the action of attack and titan quickly but it's the dialogue that really slows down and that's why people were surprised like for example in episode two when they got through pretty much all of the dialogue without having to cut much well okay let's get into it let's get into it i had to watch this episode twice I had to stop myself from watching it immediately after I watched it the first time last night. <laughs> yeah, same. This might be my favorite episode so far. I, we've been saying that every time, but 
there's just a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. So last episode ended with this kind of promise of an Aaron Reiner showdown. <laughs> yep. That shit got shut down pretty fast. One hit and he's done. One punch and he's down. I, we got no explanation for his Omega evolution, which is kind of disappointing, but we'll probably get more on that later. Can't transform completely when you're tired. Is that it? Falco kind of mentioned it. <laughs> Aaron also mentions that everyone's tired and it's time for a nap, so they should retreat. <laughs> he's like, we're all out of energy. In any ways, we can't kill Reiner right now. He gets this like really sad look on his face when he says this. And so like I I wonder if it would totally be possible for Aaron to just go and chomp Reiner out of the back and also chomp Galliard out of the back, but he's holding back because of this shit that he said about like them being the same. I don't know. I think something Aaron goes for a punch, Reiner goes for a grab. Aaron has the closed fist and Reiner has the open hand and I was just like really thinking about that. And how I'm thinking Aaron's reacting to how Reiner tried to save Porco. Oh, and yeah. Like realizing like, oh, shit, they're friends. He cares about them. I That's would interesting. Want, yeah. I don't know. Like a jaw it, for a jaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right. No, that's a good and, point, because something we get in this episode is kind of seeing more of classic Aaron, you know? And we get that final evolution at the end of the episode, but this is kind of a good ramp up to that, is this moment of possible empathy for Reiner and Galliard. And I like how as he's leaving, he says, see you later, Reiner, because like, he? he knows that. A- yeah, he does. He says, see you later, Reiner. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember that. I've watched it twice. It's just like kind of alluding to like there's obviously going to be a counterattack and that's how mm-hmm. they know that they're in a game of back and forth now. Exactly. Yeah. And that's also another thing that comes up uh, very heavily in this episode again. But very true. Everyone retreats. We have this very, I don't know, it's melancholy moment between Aaron and Armin where Armin pulls Aaron up into the airship and they both just have completely dead eyes. Like, there seems to be absolutely no familiarity between the two whatsoever. Yeah, it's like uh, it parallels the moment when Aaron's being pulled out of the crystal cave and Armin reaches his hand out to pull oh, him up. Oh, fuck. And there's like that, like, that, like, moment of, like, camaraderie when they meet eyes. Um, and it's Holy very shit. different now. I love how, like, all of the sound kind of cuts out. Yeah, no like, music. It's still there. And it's just, like, wind. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, the slow gestures of Armin with his hand down, with his eyes looking down, Mikasa mm-hmm. not being able to look at Armin in the face, and Aaron's just, like, look to see, like, what, what, what do you feel about this, Armin? I was wondering why that moment had such an impact on me, and it's yeah, it's because it parallels that scene in season three. And yet there seems to be, like, that. the best I mean, word I can come up with is, like, an unfamiliarity, right? Like, they all yeah. almost seem like strangers to each other. This is the season four, them seeing each other for the first time mm-hmm. in, like, however many years Aaron has not been with everybody else. Right, because he dicked and off. It's a... S- fucking really tense moment that shows the weight that Aaron's actions has put on this trio. Yeah, because like we know that Aaron defected. Well, not defected, but he ran off and did his own shit, but we don't really know exactly for how long. 
I mean, this is kind of giving us the impression that it's been a while. Levi just beats Aaron's cheeks as soon as he gets on the airship. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Aaron, you're as kickable as ever. And I, I think the most potent line in this whole exchange is when Levi says, you remind me of the people like I dealt with in the underground. Yeah. It seems to me what he's referring to is like that dead look in Aaron, Aaron's eyes that we've been talking about over and over again. These eyes that have given up almost. Yeah. It's also hinting at the fact that the divide that we've kind of been assuming is there is maybe bigger than we thought. Like Levi seems to be very anti-Aaron at, at this point. They lock him up. Yeah, lock him up. I like the scene between Jean and fuck, what's his name? Zol. Who? The ex-Garrison dude, the fat guy. Lobov? Fat Spider-Man. How can you yeah. forget? Oh, Lobov. yeah, Lobov. I like the scene between them where it's like, <laughs> where he's like, fuck, dude, I'm a recruit. The Garrison, it, it's stupid. No one likes him anymore. Jean refers to him as a commander and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking commander. I don't do shit. Yeah. And also just. The flying around in this episode is some primo shit. I don't know why, but the all of them hanging off the uh, airship as it's retreating, something about that just gets me. It just looks so good. The wind flapping in their hairs. They're like flying around, yelling at each other. Flock is baby Hitler. That's a note I put down. <laughs> I said, uh, let's go back in time and kill him. Another note I have a lot later on, but I'll, I'll talk about it now, is Jean is my new protagonist. He's the only character that... Seems to have a moral fucking compass. Like, it's true. Right after we see him being like, how many people have to die? Like, this is ridiculous. Flock is like, fuck yeah, we did it. We killed yeah. the enemy. Hundreds <laughs> Flock, and thousands dead. <laughs> Flock has strong fascist energy to him. Chris and I once said season four, Jean is kind of the image of what Aaron was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is fucking good. This hero with a moral compass that could like end this endless string of violence. Now he's adult Hitler leading an army of baby Hitlers. <laughs> and I like how Flock says the new Eldian Empire's oh my God. battle oh. ends in victory. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I don't like that. I don't like the new Eldian Empire. Yeah, <laughs> and then our main characters, Sasha, Connie, and John, all like kind of like look at that and they're like oh no and they look down and they think about what's <laughs> oh, happened no. yeah connie's reaction to that is he hugs john and sasha and he's like i'm just glad that we all us three made it because we are special and like yeah that's hinting at the fact that they maybe kind of want more than just to crush their enemies under their feet <laughs> and also this little animation moment of like sasha with like a smile on her face grabbing Connie's hand and I don't know Jean even Jean looks like he's into it but he's trying to stunt well Jean's a tsundere so what can you do yeah so then we cut to like the Falco and Gabby side of this they like see the airship retreating and that pisses Gabby off yeah I like how she runs off screaming Aaron Yeager (laughs) she's been been doing that a lot just running around with a gun yelling and Falco catches up to her. They have this conversation that I mean, I like how Gabby is trying. She's like sitting there thinking like why I don't understand it. Why did they have to die? Yeah. And she she gives her thesis statement on her character. 
Yeah, no, and they, this is another moment they kind of really take their time with this conversation with Falco and Gabby. And it's just like, it's so interesting because Falco is there to hear Aaron's conversation. Yeah. He's starting to piece it together of like, I get it, Gabby. Like, I know exactly why they're doing this. And Gabby's like, do you have proof? That's fake news. Yeah, she says, did you see it happen? And Falco's like, no. And she says, neither did I. I'm going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Which I find strange because, like, I know they keep, you know, a lot about the Paradise Operation secret. But I feel like they should at least have those basic details. But who knows what they know. So Falco says it's revenge, right? Before they go into, like, did you see this happen? Like, Falco ex- kind of gives us a, a slight explanation of the other side because he heard Aaron say, like, why'd my mother have to die, right? Yeah. And he pieces that he's like, Marley warriors attacked their mm-hmm. town and killed many, many people. So he understands that this is an act of revenge. Yeah. And I feel like they're almost going for this maybe an idea of symmetry in this season. I don't know. We'll see how this pans out, but it kind of feels like this moment of Falco saying this is revenge, right? Like realizing that this is this infinite cycle of people just attacking each other because they attack them because they attack them because they attack them is kind of like this middle point in the symmetry. And now we're going to like cut back to the scouts, get their whole story and like see Jean kind of come to the same conclusion right and then maybe something will evolve into a finale from there but this idea of like this was revenge I think is the most important idea of this episode right absolutely yeah because like Ben said what we want to see is them like overcoming this cycle that we've seen with Eldia and Marley and Aaron just isn't doing that I mean, maybe he is in the background. He's apparently there's 15 layers to this fucking plan that we don't know, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Gabby using the ODM gear to get onto the ship is kind of sick. Oh, and when she kills Labov or whatever, he Mm -hmm. hesitates because he sees, oh, a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And she kills him and takes the opportunity to get on up there. Mm-hmm. And now she's like testing out the gear and she's like, I think I could use this to get up. Mm-hmm. And I think like she's obviously a parallel to season one Aaron. And imagine right, if yeah. season one Aaron had the opportunity to get back at the smiling Titan that ate his mom. <laughs> I know. He I absolutely gonna- would have taken it. I was going to bring that up when we got to the point because there's like, you know, the huge crowd of Gabby hate, which manga readers have yeah. seen before. So we knew this was coming, but like. Come on, switch Aaron and Gabby yeah, and tell me I, Aaron went Aaron wouldn't be doing exactly the same thing. I'm laying all my cards on the table. I'm Gabby <laughs> Gang. Like I understand. Yeah. I get it, dude. Like You're supposed to get it. You're supposed to feel bad for Gabby, but also not like her actions, but like that's how we feel about Aaron right now. We're exactly, like, oh yeah. shit, Aaron's our main character, but he also did these fucking terrible things in Liberio. It's like you said, if we saw Aaron in that first episode of the struggle for trust just take out the colossal titan immediately <laughs> we'd be like yeah fuck yeah, fuck yeah we win <laughs> yeah a little hat half subbert holt roll out <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> credits roll gabby flies up falco grabs onto her just as like colt runs up to see this all happen he says like i'm doing this because i deserve to be the next armored titan Oh, he's trying to save Gabby. 
which which is a weird thing to be thinking about at that moment but <laughs> yeah i mean i'm thinking as like he used that so he could beat gabby in the race or whatever and he needs yeah, to yeah. just like chant that mantra like how aaron screams i will kill all the titans <laughs> right he's Everyone's just like gotta a, scream you're a thing. sexy beast you're a sexy beast she, she, she wants you just like how Flegel in season three always says, you got to follow your nose, just like every good merchant. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're retreating from a town of people that are all actively trying to shoot you with guns, and you're just going to leave your door open? Lobob yeah. is still down there. I get it. He's still flying down there. He can come up, give a little secret knock. You can open the door for him. Maybe don't leave the door open when there are guns pointed at you. That's all I have to say. I think their assumption is is the enemy is pretty much done at this point. I mean, the enemy stopped pursuing, stopped fighting. They're kind of just done. I'm just saying the second like Connie, Jean, and Sasha got back up into the airship and that door was still open, I was nervous. <laughs> So yeah, Gabby and Falco fucking get in because they left their front door open. And yeah, Sasha gets shot and it's horrible. But like we said, we get it. <laughs> we saw Sasha murder like these two Marlian soldiers that have been nothing but nice to them their whole lives, right? She even mentions that. She's like, the two guys that are super nice to me, they told they turned me away from the danger even though I'm Eldian, right? And yeah, it's like, it's revenge. It's what Falco said. She gets her revenge on Sasha for this thing. Sasha is very good at dying. She just knows the perfect thing to say. Couldn't stand up to Gabby's 360 quick scope. <laughs> no. This whole thing is just brutal. It's beautifully animated. Yeah. Like John and Connie's face as she gets shot. Is just heartbreaking. The voice acting, Connie's reaction is fantastic. And like, we get, I don't know, let's just fucking talk about all of this right now because I just think it's fantastic. Like, Armin and Mikasa running into the room, like the second they hear Sasha was shot. Yeah. I think is like, it makes sense for Armin, but I think it gives a lot of depth to Mikasa that we maybe haven't had before. I feel like there's kind of this coldness to her character that she doesn't really have interpersonal relationships with a lot of the other characters. And this is the moment where we see that, yeah, Mikasa really fucking cares about all of these people. Yes. And so I love to see that. I've been reading like the season one manga and seeing, I don't know, there's just so many fun little scenes between Mikasa and Sasha. There are a ton of scenes with them. Like, I think of all of the other side characters, <laughs> they're, Mikasa and Sasha were probably closest. Like, other than, like, obviously Jean and Aaron's little hate boner relationship, I think that's, like, probably second. Yeah, it's, uh, it's subtle, but it's there. Like, there's a, f <laughs> there's a fun little scene where, like, Aaron and Armin get up and leave from like lunch or something and Sasha just sits down and points at the food that Mikasa is like almost eating. She's like, are you going to eat that? So, uh, Mikasa picks it up. Sasha's like, oh, I'm going to eat that. And then Mikasa just eats it in front of her. <laughs> and then there's the there's this scene like when they find out the, the survey corps is no longer on the run and like they're <laughs> hugging in the woods. I mean, Sasha's just such a She's just such a fun character to cut to, and you can tell how much Isayama 
enjoyed her perspective on things because almost every serious thing that happens, Sasha's right there to say something funny or something she, like <sighs> completely tangential. Yeah, and I think that's like really important to highlight why Sasha is dying in season four because season four is the season without comic relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think Sasha is a perfect comic relief because she is hilarious constantly right but she also gets a character arc she had a whole episode to herself where she has an extremely compelling character arc i think i talked about this on the maid feed a bit but the comic relief character i can't stand when they're just the comic relief character yeah um and i feel like sasha is like so fully developed and also so funny and like being funny isn't her only personality trait like she also is badass she's a great shot um she can do all these things and she's the perfect fucking character to kill like thematically like ben said it it makes a lot of sense and then also just as far as impact i don't think any other character would have as much impact because of how fucking good she is and especially because connie has to exist without sasha now and that's just fucking torture in of itself Cause they are a duo. It's not like Be- a. It's like I know lots of fans are like, oh, they love each other. They're fucking lovers. But like, they say that about everyone. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> no, there is this thing of like, because Connie is an one idiot. of the more tragic characters on the show, and he's also an idiot. Um, <laughs> but like the shit that dude has gone through is ridiculous, and. Like, it seems like Sasha was kind of his ground. I don't think there was anything romantic between the two. They're just, like, best buds. But it's, like, as long as they could be goofy together, Connie had a distraction from all the shit that's happened to him. And, yeah, now that's gone. And it's (laughs) It's really depressing. It's, like, one of my favorite shots in the show is them in training while they're doing the knife training. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. got them being fucking idiots. Yeah. I think it's very telling in this scene that when Sasha's shot, Jean and Connie go straight for Sasha, whereas this mm-hmm. other Survey Corps member start Beat beating the, the shit out of, out of, out of Gabby children. and Falco. I was thinking, yeah. like, not a good way to prove that the Paradisians aren't devils. Just beat the shit out of some children. <laughs> but then, reverse, not a good way to prove that the, uh, like, Marley and Eldians are not devils is screaming like a fucking banshee nonstop about how you're yeah. gonna slaughter everyone on the ship yeah. i know i know this there's this whole scene where fox like i'm gonna throw him overboard you got that yeah. john john's like no what's that gonna do and then i just yeah. love this like energy of like this scene where they're being restrained and gabby's freaking out like a little animal it has the exact same energy as Aaron in the forest mm-hmm, with Ryder, mm-hmm. Bertholdt, and Ymir, and um, Falco's just being like, Gabby, stop. Just stop. Mm-hmm. And Jean's literally just, like, she's like, ah, tell your fucking leader that I'm gonna come in there and I'm gonna slice his throat myself. And Jean's like, <laughs> dude, I'll take you to my leader. <laughs> he says something like, say those things again to him, and there's, like, this look mm-hmm. on his face, like, I, he's mad at Aaron. Yeah, he's and like, he's I want him to her see in there. this. <laughs> There's a scene between Magath and Piek where we find out like why Piek recognized not Armin. Yeah, I was about to say, are, how are you feeling about your Armin theory? <laughs> I said in the last episode that I was not on board with the Armin theory anymore. Didn't you say like Armin was really fucking quick to get back to yeah. like, the port and yeah. hop on a boat? 
So we got teased at the beginning of this season that these like scout ships that they sent to Paradise were destroyed. Turns out they weren't destroyed. Turns out they were recruited, which is awesome. That's really exciting. And Piek ends her whole thing, like recounting the story of seeing this soldier on a ship heading off to Paradise. Where I think we also seen Onyankapan, but I might be racist. No, I think it's also Onyankapan. It is Onyankapan. I, I wanted to not say anything unless you did mention it. Okay, cool. She says, the, like, the reason I took note of this person is because she is a devout follower of Zeke. And that's when we fucking get the cut to Zeke sitting in the room with Aaron. And, like, the way it builds up to this of, like, seeing the steam in the corner of the shots. Yeah. At, like, all these shots with Aaron. And it's not revealing what's going on. And it's, like, confusing, but then it cuts to something even more intriguing to kind of make you forget about it each time. What the fuck is happening? So, so Zeke... <laughs> the what, Chris? I was just saying, like, it's the Help. perfect time to show it because they bring Falco and Gabby in and their eyes fucking oh explode and they're like, what? Why the right, fuck is us. Zeke here? Uh, huh? <laughs> so Hanji comes out and she's like, all right, Ogonkapan, you can sure fly this ship. All right, Zeke. <laughs> yeah. uh, how'd the plan it's all go? Yours, Onyankapan. I love this line. I've I, I've been waiting. Like it's such a stupid line, but I, it just makes me laugh out loud every time when it's like, "Did this go according to plan?" And he's like, "There were some miscalculations. Who are those <laughs> miscalculations?" <laughs> That's fantastic writing. Okay, I need to break this down. Yeah. So it makes sense. We know that there is something going on with Zeke from the beginning of the season, right? Like we have the scenes where he's like kind of like tongue-in-cheek going against Marley and Hitler a little bit. Um, but it's just like these subtle little things. And other than that, he doesn't really show any sort of sign that he is maybe not on their side. Like he does say Aaron Yeager is not my enemy at some point. He does, yeah. And I fucking called it that some shady shit was happening with you Zeke did. in the last you episode. You did, and I was picking I that fucking- up, but I couldn't comment. <laughs> Something was off about it to me because it just seemed like, I don't know, it just seemed one degree incorrect. Like, well, I was about to say, no one dies off screen in this episode or this show. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's definitely shady. So, like, the idea is that Levi, like, chopped him out of the body and, like, hooked him onto a roof or something before dropping it to the ground and dropping the grenade in his back, I guess. Yeah. Which is cool. Levi's cool. But yeah, so fucking what? Did Aaron come to Marley and then meet up with Zeke? They had a little chat like he had with Reiner, figured out that they kind of wanted the same thing, and now they're all in on each other? I don't know. The only hint is when Aaron was chilling in the hospital, he had a baseball glove. But you won't understand that for a while. Oh, oh fuck. I, I have a feeling I understand what that's going towards so that that's kind of what i'm thinking right i'm thinking that aaron and zeke had a meeting where they found out they had like similar ideas zeke has some sort of following of people that is working for him and aaron right like we know that and that's probably also how aaron's letters got to paradise like i I, i'm kind of done with the theory that everyone has been hiding in Marley and around the world for the past while it seems like they've all just been on parodies 
and Aaron sent a couple letters off to Paradise where he was like, here's my exact plan. Zeke's on our side now. I don't know. It's just fucking crazy because I don't like I, I, I'm excited to see where this leads because this episode ends with this tease that we are going to flash back in the next episode. Do you remember what Zeke says specifically, like what their objective was, basically? I know he says, like, we now have the founding Titan and a Titan with royal blood. Mm-hmm. So was the objective just to get Zeke out? We don't know. Right. It's not 100% clear yet. Aaron's like, we killed the brass. We fucked up their port. We've bought ourselves some time. And then they accomplished. They accomplished a lot. And Hanji's like, you you have put your trust in us and we have lost our trust yeah. in you. You knew we would come to recover you. Uh-huh. You know every time you become captured that we will sacrifice everything to bring you back home, yet you still did this. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> she fucking, uh, she got him. <laughs> Owned. She beat his ass. Could you imagine someone saying that to you? <laughs> that's, fucking, that's fucking rough and goddamn true. I'm sick of it. We talk about all the time Aaron gets captured too much. And he's like, hey, I can use this to my advantage. And then Zeke says, like, <laughs> when they're talking about the sacrifices made to have this plan happen, Zeke's like, the sacrifices will be paid in Eldia's freedom. And it just, it brings oh, yeah. another goal to the table. Like, Paradis wants to live. Mm-hmm. Eldians in Marley want to be good. What the fuck is what? What does Zeke mean by Eldia's freedom? Like, what is Eldia in his eyes? It's just that fucking thing that we constantly talk about of them giving us answers that just give us more questions. Exactly. It's beautifully done, and this episode ends with Connie running into the room, being like, "Sasha's dead." Yes, and it's so hard. Aaron asks if Sasha has any last words. Connie says it's meat. And, and Aaron laughs. And this, we get this brilliant fucking animation moment of the fire going back into Aaron's eyes. You know, when he gets this news that his friend died, when he gets this memory of like how good Sasha was and like how much they've been through together. You literally see his eyes light back up. You see his face contort in a way that we're familiar with it contorting again. And for the first fucking time in the whole season, he actually looks like Aaron Yeager. Yeah. It cuts back (laughs) to the wall scene where Sasha's like, I stole this meat. And it's, Mm -hmm. you see like Tomas in the background. It's a touchstone point. They did this in season three too. Like we just covered the episodes between part one and part two of season three. Mm -hmm. And like, this is literally a scene that Connie brings up. He's like, and to think Sasha was like offering us meat a while ago. Like it is this, this one of those touchstone points in the series that they keep calling back to. It makes me think of like Armin's dreams of the ocean. And it really fucking hurts Aaron because Sasha's dream was to retake wall Maria and raise more cattle and sheep and have more meat. Mm -hmm. Sasha dreams yeah. of meat. <laughs> Sasha dreams of meat. She also dreams of eating mustaches, apparently. Yeah, I love that line where she's like, John, why would you grow a mustache if you can't eat it? Yeah. Why would you do anything if you can't, if you don't immediately get food as a reward? I hope this leads to a better Aaron. It feels like 
we've had bad Aaron for a while, and I'm hoping this maybe kicks him into shape a little bit. I don't know how he could possibly come back from the fucking absolute nonsense he just wreaked on Liberio, but Aaron slurped yeah, I'm, the I'm interested hammer. to see. Oh, something I wanted to mention before we end. Uh, when he's saying all of his accomplishments, he doesn't mention that he ate the Warhammer. I wonder if that if that actually means he doesn't have the Warhammer Titan or if it's just like that wasn't a main goal, you know? I also like when Levi comes in. <laughs> There's this extraordinarily tense exchange of words between Levi and Zeke. Yes. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, fucking bitch didn't trap the cart and jaw Titan like you were supposed to. That must be why Monkey here threw more rocks than he was supposed yeah. to. And Zeke's like, you were kind of putting on a show too, Levi. Mm-hmm. Considering how much you actually want to kill me. And then Jean being like, yo, Aaron, you just killed Sasha. You brought the Survey Corps into this. You did this, Aaron. Do we have anything else to talk about in the body of this episode? You could see Daz and Samuel in the crowd of Survey yeah. Corps members. We love to see it. <laughs> I just I just noticed that. <laughs> They're characters you only appreciate like the fourth or fifth time watching through the yeah. series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on my third, and yeah, I did like them more this time. <laughs> What's the ep- what's next week's episode called? I forgot Brave already. Brave Volunteers, I believe. Yeah, Brave Volunteers. Yeah, okay. And the fucking teaser is brilliant. I'm so excited to see what's been going on in the past four goddamn years with these guys. Sasha's dead, but we're probably going to get more Sasha, and that makes me feel comforted. Oh, I don't know if we actually said... Did you actually say the blonde person with the fake beard's name? Yelena. Yelena? Yelena? Yeah. Yeah. She's someone that I didn't understand in the manga very much. She's very important. And my goal from watching season four is to understand her, understand what her goals are and what her role is in the story. Because she's such a fascinating character. And it just blew right over me while reading the manga. I'm already super into her. Like, I'm, I love it. It's hard to keep track when you're reading the manga because she really does just look like tall yeah. Aaron. Armin. Armin. Yeah. No, dude. Oh. She, like, there's the scene where she, like, takes off her beard and she's like, ah, I thought it was a hit. And then it immediately cuts to a shot of Armin. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> I thought that was a play. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> That's rude. I'm trying to think if I have any, like, insightful predictions because I. I feel very similar to the way I felt at the end of Declaration of War. Like, there's just a lot of different parties going on right now with seemingly a lot of different goals, and I have no idea, like, where, like, who are allies, who are shaky allies, and who are enemies. Yeah. Like, it's all very confusing to me. Like, I don't know how much Magath has to do with Zeke, you know, because they seem to have a thing going on. I and then, like, if Magath does have something to do with Zeke, then Magath and Zeke, Magath and Willie had something to do with Zeke. And fuck, I just don't know. I'm just excited to hopefully next episode be able to fucking relax for a second and get a nice flashback episode. 
I'm excited. I, I mentioned to you guys in the in our group chat that I am probably most excited for the next episode than I have been this season. Like, I'm just super stoked for that. See, I'm hopeful that the blimp misses Paradise and they land on a crazy uh, island and they have to go into this cyber dueling world and fight Kaiba's dad. Jesus Christ. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Filler arc, filler Noah, arc. Noah's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> they... They miss Paradise and land on Madagascar. <laughs> Meet Ben Stiller. <laughs> Paradise is Madagascar. <laughs> they land on real Madagascar. Yeah, Madagascar oh. too. Escape to Africa. <laughs> okay, let's end the episode. Yeah. I, I got my Yu-Gi-Oh reference Fuck. in. We're good. Oh, <laughs> uh, Flock and uh, Flock and uh, Jean are not fat. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, that. they lost like 20 pounds. <laughs> Good job, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Tea Time with Titans Extras. If you like this episode, please go listen to our main feed podcast, Tea Time with Titans. We are rewatching the entire series with our friend Ben, who has never seen an anime show before. Our social medias are at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram, at Tea Time Titans on Twitter. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a review. Tell us what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. If we missed anything you think we should talk about, because we probably did. We'll see you next week when we cover episode nine. All right, now we can end. <laughs>